0: Welcome to this week's Intro into Comics, I'm Alex Ashbrack. Uh
1: And this is everybody's least favorite part of the podcast, I'm Matt Golden
0: I'm um, glad you're finding, finally being honest with yourself
1: Yeah, I, I decided I was going to Self-actualization I was, gonna, I was just going to be real with myself. I needed to stop uh, being polite and start getting real, like one of my favorite TV shows.
0: Oh, uh, The Real Housewives of New Jersey?
1: That's the exact one. Um, so this week, we're going to be talking about something really cool. Uh, we're going to talk about Umbrella Academy. But unfortunately, my Net- Netflix subscription ended, uh, so <laughs> I'm just going to be reviewing... Uh, old VHS reruns of Tool Academy instead. I thought it would be Man. Kind of I actually watched thing. every
0: episode of Tool Academy back was on you back mood. I uh, bet you applied to get on that show. On VH1. I did, but they said you're not a female. And so <laughs> it didn't work out. It was it was gender based discrimination long before that became the hot topic that it is today. Yeah.
1: You were ahead of your time, bud.
0: Uh but yeah we're talking about the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, not the comic. And this is one of those rare instances where Matt uh it's going to be the knowledgeable one for the comic compared to me because I have not read a single issue of the Umbrella Academy.
1: Uh, you would think that I would be more knowledgeable than you on this topic, but we'll see.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, I hope since you've read you read the original 12 issues, right? Yep. And I'm uh, caught
1: up with uh, Hotel Oblivion, which is the current run as well. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I, since I hold grudges from high school that are very one-sided, uh, I decided never to read anything by Gerard Way since i was and still am a rude boy through and through not like what rihanna said okay are you sure predating rihanna (laughs) so my one-sided grudge and i I started to come around and almost like him but then i heard an mc lars song uh that gave him a very passive-aggressive dish this years ago so i said i still couldn't like the guy and i thought and i heard my chemical comments i'm like oh this is actually pretty good and then i realized it was actually panic at the disco because it's all the same and then i (laughs) Realize I'll say panic. This guy can never admit that to myself. So that's my dirty, shameful secret. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about?
1: I thought My Chemical Romance was a ska band. So I'm just totally floored that you're not absolutely obsessed with Gerard Way.
0: They wish they were a ska band. I think they are. They didn't have enough friends to be a Really, every emo band, it's just they had to write emo songs. So they couldn't find three more friends to form a ska band.
1: I now own three pieces of checkered clothing. So I'm pretty sure I'm an expert on what is and isn't ska. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much it. Yeah, you are there.
1: Yep. Uh, well, let's get back on topic a little bit, and that's kind of weird for me to say. It feels really weird, and I think maybe we should just stop recording, because I don't feel like Yeah, you're, you're
0: the adult in the room for this one.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Just because I know what I'm talking about, a little.
0: Uh, did you feel like this show was Netflix's apology letter for canceling all the Marvel shows?
1: No. <laughs> Not even a little bit.
0: Uh, I did appreciate it was only 10 episodes uh, instead of 13, or... 16 or 20 however many
1: I told Marvel a long time ago and Netflix and I said hey cut these shows down don't make them 13 episodes it's too long and they said all right we'll take you up on that
0: Uh, but I mean the show opens with uh, I want to say it's the year uh, 1989 uh, in Russia uh, at a indoor swimming pool complex and this woman who's clearly not pregnant this young girl actually ends up becoming fully pregnant and giving birth moments after we see her not being pregnant being hit on by a young Russian lad. And then we realized that uh, several women that weren't pregnant gave birth all at the exact same time, on the exact same day, all across the world.
1: And a lovely, kind billionaire goes and adopts, and when I say adopts, I mean pays for seven yes. of these children. Purchase,
0: purchase children. <laughs> he, purchased he buys seven kids. Of these
1: children. Uh, I don't know what his hope was, but whatever his hope was, I think it turned out okay because he ended up getting... Uh, superheroes out of the deal
0: yeah he formed the the aptly named umbrella academy
1: uh, where have we heard that before
0: uh and of course talking about uh their father Hargraves uh Hargreaves oh. uh, who ended up raising the children and teaching them and training them uh, all to be the superheroes that they were when in their youth before they became disillusioned as they grew up
1: uh like we said there's seven of them uh, but this story, doesn't really pick up back in the past. It's now it's current day. And now there are only five of them remaining.
0: Can I say though, I think the show, at least for me, got off on the right foot because as soon as we see the adoption scene and we see, uh, seven strollers being wheeled into the Academy, it plays picture book by the kink, which is an amazing song. Uh, in this show, for the most part, had a great soundtrack through and through. It
1: had one of the most eclectic sound soundtracks that I've ever heard of. And it was all perfectly fitting. Like, it wasn't like one genre no. or anything. It it traversed everything. Uh, I mean, it was mostly. It goes from Tiffany to Queen. Yeah. Like, it's it's bizarre.
0: It's mostly, I want to say 60s through 80s. Uh, there's a couple modern songs. But we also get the Bay City Rollers. We get They Might Be Giants. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, Jen Wingmore yeah. Uh, is in there. Uh, the Doors are in there. Yes. Gerard Way even covers Happy Together. Which is awful. Yep. Uh, it is not awful. Uh, uh, you can and get we get Dog Knight,
0: And we get Adam, uh, Adam Ant, uh, Greedy Two Shoes, which is an amazing song. One of my favorite 80s one-hit wonder hits. Well, one-hit wonder in the States.
1: Uh, 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 we'll get into one of the songs here in a little bit, too, when we talk about one of my two favorite parts of this entire season. Uh, so we'll talk about that more later.
0: Let's just go over the seven children from the Academy. Yeah.
1: Uh, number one, Victor, a.k.a. in the comic books, uh, Space Boy. Yeah. And uh, Diego is the Kraken. He's number two. Uh, Number three, you've got Allison Hargreaves, who is the rumor. Uh, I guess we'll talk about their superpowers in a second. Uh, Number four would be Klaus, or the Seance. And number five is just number five. Uh, Number six, Ben Hargreaves, who is deceased. Uh, R.I.P. Ben. R.I.P. Ben. Uh, He is the horror, and it comes to pass that Vanya Hargreeves, number seven, becomes known as the White Violin for reasons that we'll get into and later.
0: We should say two things. Uh, spoilers for the Umbrella Academy. Oh, first uh, and foremost, got in there with that just uh, in time. And second, their numbers were given to them by their father. Uh, they didn't have names, but we later learned that they were given. They asked their mother to give them names, and that's how they got their names that we know them by. Oh yeah,
1: and by the way, their mom's a robot, yes. and the caretaker of their house is a speaking chimpanzee. Yes, Pogo. Yes. Uh,
0: is he a chimpanzee? I'm not really up I don't to date know. I, just, my, I just with,
1: threw out the word. I'm going to say yes. Yes,
0: I know he's not an orangutan. You wish he wishes I know orangutan. that mutt. Or spider monkey.
1: Uh, so, you want to give kind of a breakdown of each character? So, Luther, yeah. Henry, Space Boy.
0: Basically, super strength. Uh, durability. Uh, he had, we almost died cause he was lost to hang hanging around the mansion and fight crime. He's uh, so
1: fucking durable. You could throw that dude through a washing machine and nothing would happen.
0: And he, uh, he had his blood mixed, uh, and basically just made him super kind of like an ape like man, not in the face, but underneath, uh, the jacket, like a werewolf almost.
1: Yeah. During um, part of his backstory, he kind of gets, uh, he gets injured in a kerfuffle of some sort. I think he's like coming back from space and gets... Yeah burned or some shit and
0: he's uh he feels like the superman of the group like he's the moral compass the center like there is a right and a wrong to, to every situation yep and i will always fight on the side of justice
1: uh number two diego uh i don't know why he's nicknamed the Kraken. yeah the
0: Kraken would make more sense for ben uh in, in my opinion yes it would uh but basically, his, he's got combat skills. Uh, his, he can throw a knife and basically have it aim in. It. It's like a bullseye, basically, is how I would compare him. Bullseye without the adamantium skeleton. Uh, same dickish attitude, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Hugely dickish. Uh, number three is Allison, or the rumor, which we actually get to see her powers. We don't really get to see yeah. a lot of things, but we no. get to see her uh, power, which is basically... Telling somebody something, and that becomes the truth.
0: Yeah, it's the power of suggestion, essentially. Yeah. Essentially, whatever she whispers to them uh, becomes their new reality.
1: Yeah, I heard a rumor that you loved me, and then you loved me. Yeah. haha. Yeah. Sorry it,
0: I did enjoy, we'll get to a bit, I did enjoy like the dark side of her power examining that, too.
1: Yes. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Klaus, uh, who is a lot of people's, one of the fan favorites yeah. in the comic books, goes by the seance. You
0: can see the dead. He can yeah. see
1: the dead and converse with the dead and help kind of control the dead yeah. at times. Uh, number five is a time traveler and a space jumper.
0: Yeah, and teleporter Yep. Uh, as well. And we should also say that he is, while the umbrella can go through them as children, and we later see them as adults, we see him as a 13-year-old boy. Then we later see him as a 52-year-old man trapped in a 13-year-old boy's body. 60-something-year-old man. Okay.
1: Yeah, get it right. Jesus yeah. Christ, Alex. Thought you were doing research.
0: Age is just a number.
1: (laughs) Uh, Next is the deceased uh, Ben Hargreaves, aka the horror in the comic books. He is able to, uh, he possesses monsters from other dimensions under his skin and releases them in a very violent way.
0: Uh, Then we have Varga, whose main ability is just being sad and playing the violin. Tomatoes a mono. Just playing. Varga. Yeah.
1: Varga sounds like a Street Fighter.
0: Uh, I Vanya wish. sounds like a that, That'd person. be a good crossover. <laughs> uh, basically, her power is just playing the violin and being sad.
1: For she, the She's beginning. the plain Jane
0: of the group. She has no powers or abilities. Yes. Um, which makes her the outsider in a group full of outsiders as well. Yeah, too.
1: she's alienated from the group of outsiders.
0: Uh, but she's also in a way like the audience surrogate uh, because we see ourselves as someone that doesn't have these abilities, surrounded by all these extraordinary people as well. So.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I look just like number one.
0: Uh, but also two. When it opens, number five is gone. Uh, and the, uh, and the group all gets together because their father has died. Uh, number one is convinced that it's been a murder. Diego just thinks that the old man just died. Uh, and there's some conflict there, but number five returns from the future where the earth has been destroyed uh, by an apocalyptic event. Uh, and he basically just tries to stop it himself without recruiting any of his siblings because number five is kind of a dick.
1: He's a dick. He thinks he's a know-it-all. He's definitely older than his siblings by about 40 years. Uh, he went and lived to be to a ripe old age of like 68 or something before he goes back in time and goes back into a 13-year-old's body.
0: Uh, and we real, we see how badass he is quickly whenever he murders a bunch of uh mercenaries from the future uh in a donut shop uh with skill and violence.
1: Uh yeah, and like it was nothing.
0: Uh, yeah. Now let me. We also see pretty quickly after that we get introduction to Hazel and Chacha, which are also two more time traveling mercenaries. Were they
1: in the comics? Uh, they are in the comics, and I'm going to go ahead and. Give a big, massive spoiler warning to everybody, uh, and I'm going to just tell you what happens to them in the comic books. In the comic books, they are much more sadistic and violent, hyper-violent than they are. They kill without warning or cause a lot of times, or remorse, or any yeah, sure, without without any remorse. Um, and what's really really cool is Klaus ends up, I believe he ends up dying or something in the once he's captured, like he yeah. is in the show. Uh, and he is able to overtake either Hazel or Cha-Cha, uh, shoots the other one while he's strapped to the chair still. Uh, so, shoots one of them in the head. Uh, in, the, in the books, they, their masks don't reflect bullets. So, shoots one of them in the head and then turns the gun on himself. And you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, you think that they're like a suicidal, like, crazy thing. And it turns out he had taken over one of them.
0: Oh, that's and interesting. And was able to oh, take really back cool. his own body. Yeah, that power can demonstrated in... Uh, the show at all were they fleshed out in the comic as well like that like there are several beast works in the show dedicated to just Hazel and Cha-Cha their relationship with each other their relationship with the time bureau whatever you want to call it
1: there are but, like four issues like this is all an issue like the first okay. six issues is, is what is spanned in this uh in this uh so does season. Hazel have
0: the love interest as well too no not at okay, all okay so that's yeah, we'll they're,
1: they're just sadistic they're psychopaths which is really really cool in the, in the comic book. And I was really kind of hoping for that here. Yeah. But I loved the way that it turned out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cha-Cha played on Mary J. Bly's, uh Hazel is played by, for those of you avid Netflix watchers, he was in Man, Mindhunters. He also played Ed Kemper, that old bumblebutt as well. And he oh stole the God. scenes uh, in Mindhunters uh, for each team yeah. he was in. I knew
1: that voice the second I heard it. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. this is So that, he's that well crazy... acquainted
0: with violently murdering people. Yep.
1: He knows how to play a psychopath. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I thought Hazel and Cha-Cha were a real highlight for me, too, uh, especially Hazel, like, towards the end. Just the fact that, like, he had this incredible job, but he was still bitching about, like, health care, uh, pay, like, not getting overtime, their benefits getting cut, stuff like that. Like, I thought it was a fun twist that the showrunner came up with or the writers came up with.
1: Yeah, and he's just a psychopathic mercenary in the books, and they made him a fully realized 3D actual human character. Much like any other person, and it kinda gives you a, a funny side of, of the mercenary life.
0: Now uh also in the thing that really moves stuff forward is this person named Leonard who comes into Vanya's life uh to get violin lessons from her. Uh he seems just like your average, like guy next door type character. Uh but I mean obviously later you pick up that his mere, his motives are not as true as they seem to be. Uh, I didn't trust him from the bat. That's just because I've been—I don't trust anyone from reading too many books, watching too many shows, uh, right away. But I thought the actor that portrayed him did a good job of seeing someone that was sincere and actually cared about Vanya, uh, and was actually going to help her start a new chapter in her life before things got twisted.
1: Uh, I thought he was all right.
0: Was he in the books?
1: Uh, no. Okay. Not really. There was a character surrogate, but I don't remember if it was the same name. And they definitely didn't have the same role in Vanya's life.
0: Uh, yeah. The Umbrella Academy is still broken up at this point, And they're all going on their own ways with Luther trying to solve their father's death. Uh, number five, trying to solve the apocalypse. Uh, Diego trying to solve the murders going on around town. Uh, Allison kind of doing her own thing, really, not being a big part of it. And Klaus just trying to decide between being sober and being strung out at all times, too. Uh, yeah, and
1: we get we get some of the insight as to these people's lives. Uh, Allison is a movie star who is estranged from, who is slightly estranged from her daughter, uh, as she has an ex husband. Uh, Klaus, we find out, is uh, a drug addict to keep his powers at bay because can, he's absolutely terrified of what he can do.
0: Who can also see Ben? That's that's when we learn that we see Ben uh, for the first time as well, and. Ben's an adult when he sees him, so that implies that Ben dies an adult, maybe. Although we never really learn how he died in the show.
1: Uh, uh, ben in the comic books, again, spoiler alert for for the comic books here. Uh, Klaus doesn't see Ben at all. He isn't able to control Ben really? like he does in the books. So this is I love that one.
0: addition. I thought that was it's fantastic that was a great choice.
1: I love being able to see that uh, that seventh sibling. It absolutely is fantastic. We don't get enough of him in the comic book, in my opinion. But we also don't know how he died. Yeah. I think he actually died as a young adult. Uh, and there's lots of speculation online as to what actually happened. I really, really don't know. Um, so what I think is – I read I read something actually today that there is a possibility that Ben just didn't like who he was uh, as the horror and having this capability. So there's supposedly rumors that he uh, slid his wrist, which could be why – uh, Klaus took so uh, took the death so hard.
0: Yeah, and this really goes in line with like the darkness like in this show too. It really uh, does. Like we learn Alice doesn't use her powers anymore because her and her husband got divorced because it turned out that she was using her abilities on her child, like basically telling her like you basically telling her to stop crying, to stop being upset, to go to sleep, uh, to force her to love her, and all the stuff that's just absolutely horrendous to play something on someone so young, uh, and especially someone that's your own child.
1: I disagree. Like, that would be awesome for bedtime.
0: <laughs> uh, and Diego is just basically, he's just kind of a dick. I mean, he's been clearly jaded. He's the only one that still wants to be honestly a hero, but still wants to be a vigilante, uh, and fight crime. We don't um,
1: have a lot of backstory on. Diego. No, we
0: really don't. Uh, or as to why he's so jaded either. Uh, and really, uh, I mean, we know why five is, uh, backstory class. We have dark backstory that he was locked in a mausoleum by Hargreaves, uh, to to try and control his power. He was just tortured by horrible, horrible ghost as a young child too, which is why he is the way he is and why he's always strung out. Like Matt mentioned to try and get some sense of control over, uh, his abilities that he's frankly terrified of.
1: Uh, there becomes a, uh, there, Mm -hmm. I guess there's an organization that five becomes acquainted with, uh, some sort of time travelers that are basically put in place to ensure the apocalypse is a thing, uh, which is totally neat. I really, really liked that, uh, which we know that they send Hazel and cha-cha, but we don't really get to see much of the organization other than the, um, mercenaries that they send at the umbrella Academy. So something that was really, really neat, uh, was that, was that final fight sequence, uh, because those are the ones that we're acquainted with in the, in The books, yeah, and you don't get to see them in the coffee shop where they're actually show up for the first time, they're just regular people looking mercenaries,
0: yeah. And I love that uh, Kate Walsh was the head of the uh, time traveling group as well. I thought she was great, Kate
1: Walsh had a great fucking- uh,
0: and she was surprised because, like she didn't show up to like episode like six or seven as well, so she was like a late addition uh, to the series. But her presence was always fun on screen. Th- um, she was a welcome villain. But really, like even with Kate Walsh's character and Hazel and Cha Cha, you still don't get a sense that these people are true threats for the Umbrella Academy as a whole. Maybe for them individually, especially for Five, but you're not get the sense that any of these people are going to be the ones that are going to take them down. Uh, and you have the threat at the end of the world, but you're not really sure what causes that either. Uh, it's not really till later in the series that we learn who the true antagonist of the series is. Uh,
1: it's society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there, there's a lot of great mysteries like you don't know like I honestly wondered if Hargreaves was murdered like that's what I thought I thought the twist that he actually killed himself to bring the family together was a great twist uh, the darkness with the mom uh, with Diego shutting her down essentially killing her Yeah. For her after her.
1: Diego was clearly the one that loved the mom the most Yeah,
0: and because he thought that she was the one that killed uh, their father I thought that was uh, a great twist as well but we learned that, uh, thanks to Leonard, uh, just being way too involved. Leonard actually, Leonard's backstory was really interesting. He grew up in an abusive home uh, with a mother who uh, died, and he became obsessed with the Umbrella Academy. So he became convinced that uh, he grew close to Vanya under false pretenses and basically helped her unleash her powers, uh, which is basically a godlike creature, essentially.
1: Yeah, Hargreaves decided that her power was way too uh, strong, and it was. Entirely uncontrollable, so he had to hide the fact that she even had a power. So he used the rumor uh to squash the fact that she ever knew that she had a power.
0: And kept her on medication as well. Yeah. Uh, to help keep it pushed down and sedated.
1: Just kept her muted, really.
0: Uh like
1: she was but, on lithium essentially.
0: Yeah. Uh but there are some dark moments like when her powers she can't control herself emotionally and her powers come out in very violent ways. And she essentially like I thought that uh when Allison goes to help Confront her, not necessarily confront her, but like try and also like help out, like the reaching hand uh, to try and be there for her. She kills Allison, at least I felt like the way because she cut her throat. Yeah. Um, uh, the next episode, the family arrives and is able to revive her, but her voice is gone. Which just means her power is gone too. Yeah, she is
1: essentially powerless.
0: Um, She's just a
1: regular old dumb human. Yeah, like, pfft, yeah well, worse because
0: she can't even say anything. <laughs> she can never podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: I, if we. You guys could, could not realize how funny it is because we actually have a mute best friend who actually is part of our podcast, and yeah. he just sits here and he can't say anything. I know.
0: That's why if you ever see like pauses at a few seconds, it's actually them talking. Yep. Boy, that is really bad. Yeah,
1: you, uh, yeah, that's pretty awful yeah. of you, Alex. I can't believe you had yeah. come up with that.
0: Yeah. Awful, awful me. Uh, but Vanya essentially decides that her two goals in life is to become first chair at her violin, uh, at her orchestra concert group.
1: I was really hoping you were going to say recital and be extremely yeah. reductive and sexist.
0: And to basically destroy the world. Uh, and this is where I think Gerard Way's like real email background comes out because she's essentially upset that her dad didn't pay attention to her uh, and that her, brother got, her siblings got treated differently. So it's a very, woe is me. I'm going to destroy the world because because dad locked me in a cellar. Come on. Uh, Every one of her siblings was abused by their father and none of them wanted to destroy the world.
1: Yeah, but uh you're being extremely reductive right now.
0: No, I okay. So, do you think Vanya sh- should have been sh- should have been killed?
1: Do I think she should have been killed like, by Hargreaves? No, no, not by not as a child,
0: but as an adult. Like when the Umbrella Academy sets out to stop her, and there's two sets of plan. When basically Diego and Luther want to kill her to stop her, and Allison thinks that there's another way. Who, who whose side were you on?
1: I read the comic book, so it 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 in an entirely different way for me. So I didn't I didn't have that that option. Okay.
0: I was one hundred percent on kill her one hundred percent because she killed Pogo, and that is unforgivable.
1: Did she kill Pogo? Yeah,
0: she killed. I mean, she threw him against, impaled him against multiple deer antlers. So i have not seen think confirming otherwise. Was
1: such a lovable character. Uh but yeah I'm pretty sure
0: he is dead. Even
1: yeah, though totally he does make a return in Hotel Oblivion, major spoiler. Alert. I
0: actually wanted more Pogo too in the show. It was
1: fantastic.
0: Uh but so I was 100% on killing uh for killing Vanya, but I thought the twist was amazing uh, at the end. Uh essentially cuz they think they know that Allison is going to be the one and finds Vanya's going to be the one that de- destroys the world. Uh and so they try and stop her Allison in another way. But there's not, because she's killing all of her siblings, so Allison takes it behind her and shoots her in the back of the head. And when she does that, Vanya just powers her abilities, whatever it is that being inside her, shoots out of the theater, <laughs> into the moon, destroys a piece of the moon. It comes flying off as asteroids to destroy the Earth. Essentially, the Umbrella Academy themselves caused the apocalypse.
1: Yep. They yeah. 100% caused the apocalypse yeah. that they were trying to stop.
0: Of course, it was a straight ripoff of the tick whenever... uh. Chairface tries to destroy the moon as well. And just write to cha in the moon before the tick stops him. But what can you do? Maybe it was an homage. I don't think so. Yeah. A hundred percent. Ben Edlin should sue Gerard way right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm going to ask, cause I want to know how does it end in the comics for the, the end of the original run?
1: Uh, it basically ends in the, in the auditorium there. Um, and I, I'm not sure if she gets shot or not, I think, I want to say yes, uh, she does get shot, but it's in the spine, and she becomes paralyzed, or maybe it's in the head, and she uh, becomes kind of paralyzed, potentially, and also has no recollection of uh, what happened, or who she was, or I, I don't even know if she remembers who the others are.
0: Uh, that's interesting. But she's
1: wheelchair-bound in the second trade.
0: I will say, too, uh, for this show... I thought the cast was great overall. They free fantastic. Uh, Every one of them. Yeah. I thought Alan Page was great as Vanya. Uh, Who? Alan Page? Yeah, Alan Page. <laughs> uh, Tom Hopper was great as Luther. Uh, he was also Black Flag as well. Uh, most of the cast was pretty new to me, but I thought they were all... Klaus was great. Allison was great. Diego was perfect as a dick. Hazel and Chasha were great in the roles. I thought it wasn't a huge cast for the show, but it was large enough for an ensemble cast. I thought they all had great chemistry together, too. Um, And
1: something this show does really well is it doesn't give you everybody's backstory at once. It doesn't give you the whole story at once. It doesn't overload you with info. It just kind of tells the story gradually, and it really builds and builds and builds. Uh, The characters become a lot more uh, fleshed out as the series goes along. It doesn't really focus on one person
0: on an episode. Yeah, I agree. I like that, too, about the show. Like Some episodes will be a backstory focusing on one person. Other episodes will just be continuing the plot completely. So there, it's not a formula to the episodes, I would say.
1: No, There's definitely not formulaic, uh, which you could say for like a Lost or something like yeah. that, which you're fleshing out a, a bunch of characters. that I think this show did it in a very unique, fun, brilliant way.
0: One thing I'll say is now I kind of want to rewatch Lost since you brought it up. I love uh, Lost. But uh, So who would you say is your favorite member and least favorite member of the Umbrella Academy from the show?
1: Uh, I would say Diego is probably my least favorite because he's just not super fleshed out uh, and we don't, there's not a lot of uh, redeeming or likable things. Um, And my favorite would either be, um, it's probably number five because he's so sarcastic. Yeah. Five is Uh, great. I'm going to go with number five. But it's, it's really close between number five, Luther and Klaus. Like they're all great. Yeah.
0: Mine, like my least favorite is Vanya. Uh, hashtag just for Pogo. Um, my favorite is Luther. There's something about him. Like, I'm not like a huge like Superman fan or like the moral righteousness fan, but I just I really in a world where everyone's twisted, uh, and broken and dark. I that, I think that moral compass really stands out. Uh, so I really enjoyed Luther uh, in the show. I I don't
1: think this is a bold take or anything, but I think Luther is much more complex than than a Superman or the normal morally um fist or sure, sure. uh kind of character he's he's got a uh kind of a deep sadness to him that's not really yeah, hidden that's very a great way well. to put it and he's extremely relatable because even you know like i i'm a beautiful handsome strong man but even i get sad too you know
0: yeah yeah uh I think sure.
1: I think a lot of people can see themselves in Luther even the fact even though he's like 6'4 and weighs 380 and it's all yeah, muscle.
0: And looks like yeah, or a jackal terrier, I agree. Yeah, and uh, has
1: the half of a body of an ape, you know. Uh
0: as we all do. Uh, the show's <laughs> already been renewed for season 2. It didn't uh, take so, long either. So it's going to yeah, again, that's Netflix apologizing for canceling all the Marvel shows. They'd be like, "We have this coming." We're gonna have the Mark Miller shows at some point. We promise. We don't know when. Please don't. Or movies. Yeah, keep us around. Uh, but so I'm looking forward to season two. Uh, what would you rate this season on a scale of one to ten?
1: Um, before we get into that, I kind of want to see what your favorite parts of the season were. Okay.
0: Adam man, going to be two She playing.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, there's one part that I like. That's a quote. I'm in another part that. It's just a big scene in the uh, in the in the show. Um at the end when the assassins come to the bowling alley to flush out the umbrella academy and uh-huh. hopefully kill them.
0: Basically uh, rollers plays? Yes, basically yeah.
1: rollers are playing. Uh, and <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic because there's like a little kid's birthday party going on yeah. and stuff. Uh, and these people come in guns a blazing, and Klaus goes, Who are these guys? Maybe they're here for Kenny's birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh I thought it was great. Klaus probably had like the best like Klaus or Five probably had the best one liners. Oh, they both had uh X X overall. Players. Uh I was trying to think my uh my favorite thing, I don't know. Uh I really enjoyed uh Klaus like unleashing Ben towards the end. Uh, and really fully realizing his powers. I enjoyed hearing One holiest Number. I enjoyed hearing Queen. I think my favorite is still just Hazel. That's great. Uh, j- just bitching about uh, just the job, just grousing about uh, <laughs> his line of work. Uh, being a mercenary them. is so tough. Yeah. Uh, a time traveling mercenary. Yeah. Uh,
1: I really liked uh, the fact that they played Istanbul. I love that song. Uh-huh. Uh, but my song part that I thought was absolutely fantastic because is one of my favorite characters uh, when they have the cover of Dancing in the Moonlight and Victor confesses his love for Allison. That and, was a
0: beautiful moment and a beautiful scene. Uh,
1: in a hugely depressing dark comic uh, TV show, we get this absolutely beautiful dance sequence where these people are transformed into normal normal people yeah, yeah. dancing under yeah. the stars and under a bunch of lights. Although uh, I would
0: prefer the original song. Personally,
1: a top loader did a great cover. It's not, it's not the normal, it's not the original version. Sure. But it's still good. Uh, And I thought that that scene really brought a lot of hope uh, that might not have necessarily been there before. And then unfortunately it all is washed away a few scenes later, but it's still such a good moment for the audience. Yes,
0: I agree. Uh, So scale one to 10, what do you rate the show? 10. Wow, that's impressive.
1: That is the first ever 10 I think I've given. Yeah, I, I absolutely it love it. Uh, let me just say that Gerard Way uh, Jared. is probably the greatest comic writer of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, the Umbrella over. Academy Ugh. is obviously much better than the X-Men. Clearly. Stan yeah. Lee has yeah. absolutely nothing on yeah. the Umbrella Academy. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. The Umbrella Academy is like if the X-Men didn't suck. Yeah, that's uh,
0: exactly it. All 12 issues, because you ran out of ideas after 12. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's getting
1: to number 20 right now.
0: Yeah, it only took him five years.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I clearly have Alex worked up. You can't see right now, but Alex is foaming at the mouth. He's so see. angry.
0: The young animal imprint is just – there's so many properties being taken. There's so many movies and films, TV shows based off uh, all those timeless books.
1: They were all critically reviewed. To I,
0: Yes, they are all reviewed by critics. That is correct. So,
1: so here's what we're going to do. Uh, for all of the, our future trade swaps, because this has gotten under Alex's skin so much, and I am absolutely tickled pink by it, every trade swap that Alex gets from now on will be a young animal book. Uh, and as many Gerard Way things... That I'm I can just going to
0: trade swap you the same five comics that r- mentioned Ska <laughs> in passing or have him reference on a panel.
1: I'm sure you own yeah, them
0: all. Yeah, there's actually a Deadpool uh, old Joe Kelly run that has uh, a person wearing a T-shirt that says Ska in the background. Uh, it has nothing to do with the plot or anything with the comic that has steered into my brain forever. Anyways, scale one to ten. I rate this a seven. Uh, I thought oh, it was, Really? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was great. I don't think it's the best comic to you show that's uh, come out this year. Seven. Uh, and it would have been what higher. Are you, what
1: are your gripes? What are your gripes?
0: Hashtag justice for Pogo.
1: Uh, that's the weakest shit I've ever heard. Next. Next gripe.
0: Uh, If there's a Hazel and Cha-Cha spinoff, I'll give it a... Actually, I love the way uh Hazel took care of Cha-Cha as well, too. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Because you um, like the
1: way that men beat up on women. Yes,
0: guys. Exactly. Uh, fucking
1: animal clearly rating the show a like, seven I think you mean young animal what the fuck is uh, wrong with
0: you it's a seven you disgust uh, me <laughs> but that's gonna wrap it up for no, this week's entertainment. No Vomix
1: that's, that's literally your only group hashtag
0: just for Pogo uh, Um. next week we're excited because we're gonna be talking about Captain Marvel it has been way too long because we last talked about a Marvel movie so I know we're both excited to be back in theaters witnessing the genius that is Kevin Feige on screen once again
1: yeah, I can't let this go. You gave this show a 7, and I'm I'm not okay. happy with it.
0: 6.8 now. Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: no! <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin Feige is a genius. Uh, I actually already read what the after-credit scenes are, so I don't have to. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing, is I never stay for them because I hate waiting for 20 minutes for... That's not even, like, 5 minutes. Uh, for an extra minute of oh my gosh. Uh, bullshit. And it, it's like 12 to 13 minutes. And I'm not I'm not here for it. And here's the fun thing: is a couple times in this podcast we've talked about after credit scenes. And I'm like, all right, Alex, t- go ahead and tell everybody what happened because I forget to look it up afterwards. And that's just a thing. Oh
0: my gosh! But you can at least wait till after you saw the movie to look up the after credit scene.
1: Oh, I I plan on it, okay. but I just don't. Uh huh. But today I was like, oh hey, you know what happened? Tell me. So my buddy told me what happened. So. Cool.
0: Anyway. Let's wrap it up for this week. Hinchman of comics as always, you can email us at henchman of comic at gmail.com.
1: Find us on Instagram. I post stuff sometimes on there. Uh, you go ahead and go to our Twitter page and go and find some history way back long ago. <laughs> Look at our Facebook page, but most importantly, download, subscribe. Uh, and then if you want to donate, find a way to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the of comics, I'm Alex Ashback.
1: And I am higher rated than a seven.
0: Hentry and easy.